Okay, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to the Dragon Hotline. I am your host, Veritas Darkcry. I am the keeper of the clues for Blue's Clues. Uh, I'm Blue, the mom friend. <laughs> I'm Winter, your forever DM. Thank you for joining <laughs> us. This... I mean, I guess this day, maybe night, depending on where you're located. Um, just wanted to give a very brief introduction about us. Um, we are a group of individuals that sort of got together based on our interest of Dungeons and Dragons, some TikTok cosplays, amongst other sort of pop culture subjects. Um, we decided to create this podcast in order to sort of voice our opinions, voice our concerns, voice our praises about topics ranging from general pop culture to Dungeons and Dragons to even just every day to day life. Uh, we will not be touching base on anything. Oh, yeah, there was that one thing that we also have in common. <laughs> <laughs> yeah we all have the goldfish brain mm -hmm. meaning that if we start on a topic we will probably end up touching base on five more topics and maybe just maybe if you're lucky enough we will do a u-turn back to the original topic for example the Roomba the Roomba incident well that was an accident I don't know what happened there we still don't know where the Roomba came out of this. We just know that it was a stool that went underneath by itself. That was something totally different. Okay. Um, <coughs> we'll probably go through sort of how we found each other at first. Because, I mean, we're, we weren't really born friends. So we all had I to start somewhere. <laughs> okay, so... I guess my origin, my backstory, um, I know I met Blue through TikTok. She was one of my first followers and I had winter, I think maybe 10 followers later. Um, I honestly just started off with basic closet cosplay. Um, I kept on going through TikTok. I swore I would never use the app. I swore against it. But then I finally used it and I was watching stuff on it and I thought, oh, it's just, you know, dumb dances, uh, people making jokes at each other's expenses. And then I found cosplay. And so with the cosplay, I managed to sort of sway from the typical anime superhero cosplays to what appeared to be D and D TikTok. I stumbled upon it. Um, one of my first inspirations was um, cosplayers like Odin's son, Alec the Bard. I think that's what his his name is. Mm -hmm. And um, shoot, what was his name? It was another Bard character. His name's DJ. Postmodern Bard. Yeah, postmodern Bard. Yes. I started getting into these storylines because of them. And then I thought, oh, well, I can do this too. 
and I just sort of busted open my closet and I was like, what can I throw together? Uh, I started off with just a typical hoodie, some makeup, basic stuff. Um, and then I thought to myself, I need to actually get a character going, you know, an original character, draw people to my stuff. And then I can probably build a community from there. Cause let's face it. I was a lonely girl at the beginning. Um, so I had a leather jacket that I had gotten from Lane Bryant. I think it was like six months earlier. And I had a black and red corset top that I bought from Hot Topic uh, about a couple of months before for a birthday. And then I thought, oh, what can I make with this? And I had already had a character that I had been playing with, not in games, but I've been playing with the idea of this character for a long time. So then I just started throwing things together and then I thought, I need a gimmick. I need something. And it turned out to be a mask. It was a red and black mask for from a character in Mortal Kombat. And it was one of the newer characters. It was, um, I don't think I've ever actually played as her before. It's a Scarlet. If anyone knows who that is, her name is Scarlet and she's from the Mortal Kombat series. She's a ninja like Jade, Katana, Scorpion, and Sub-Zero. So I was like, okay. So I decided to get the mask. It was just a cheap 3D printed mask. And oh my gosh, so much Velcro, so much ribbon just to get that thing tied to my face. I have straps on it now and it's just annoying to put on. Just saying. That's why I don't wear it as often anymore. Um, I had red contacts that I had gotten from one of those cosplay shops and it was uh, for Black Butler, CL Phantom Hive and how his contacts are normally purple but I found them in red and I was like okay this looks interesting so I took those contacts and then I looked in the corner and I saw my lightsaber and I was like I think I just created my character and so that's how I ended up coming up with this badass character. I'm sorry if you hear my dog in the background. And that's how I came up with this awesome sort of badass character. And, you know, everything from there is just like, the rest is history. Um, and I know that Winter, you also do cosplay TikTok, and Blue also does cosplay TikTok. So, sort of give me a, your brief origin story, if you can. We'll start with well, Winter, we'll start with you. Yeah. Um, my I started with, like, cosplay stuff and then, like, kind of went away from it for a little bit. Only just now, like, getting back into it. But, like, I started it because I saw, like, people like Barry and, like, a couple others that got helped me. I will never remember. I will never remember because they just don't show up on my feed anymore. Um, like that they weren't, they didn't have these, like, extravagant, like, you know, professionally done, like, $400 cosplays. No, this is just clothes. <laughs> and, like, um, I was like, well, I could do that. Uh, turns out, about four months in, I was like, this shit is warm. I don't like this. Um, 
especially because it took me like 400 tries to get like one or two videos together that were like short and simple um and then after that uh, I, well, I'd already like mixed it with my other stuff but like after like saying I don't think I can do like cosplay stuff I started really getting into um, doing some of the like more D&D mechanical sort of stuff which is which primarily was just like I'd have my fans giving me songs and I would make a class a character or something like that out of them um one of my more successful ones was um a, a whole thing where I did where people just told me like a vibe of a, like a certain class that they wanted like a darker druid or like a more mysterious warlock or something like that and I have like a whole block of videos that is just me making decently balanced subclasses things um, but like I said before I, I'm just now starting to get back into the cosplay stuff with a very simple cosplay that is literally just a flannel shirt. <laughs> but yeah, other than that, there's not much else to it. Um, I met these two. Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, yeah, I remembered seeing you the first couple of times with your kimono on. And then I thought, oh, there, there's Winter in his kimono. And you were either duet stuff of mine or, oh yeah, I remembered one of Vary's videos where she was poking a polar bear. And Winter was the polar bear. <laughs> yeah, and I and was, that was, um, yeah, I was Conroy with the druid with his um, shawl, which is literally just a like lark blanket that I use. Which got the amount of times that I have this thing like just off screen. I think some of my friends think this might be like my blankie when really I just like sometimes nap here. <laughs> like <laughs> super comfortable. But yeah, no, that thing is just a lark blanket. Um, also, for any of you who might be listening who might know, I'm also part of the SCA. I'm not an official member, but I show up to enough things and I've forked enough money into it to call myself a member. <laughs> Um, also, uh, another thing that I remembered, Winter, was whenever you were cosplaying as Harris. You were doing Harris. the whole sci-fi route, and I was like, oh no. I was like, I don't know if I can do sci-fi. Then I tried to be Keely from Firefly. That didn't work out too well. I had the weird pigtails and everything. It just didn't, it didn't really feel right to me. So I was like there's just some characters that I've cosplayed that I've done videos of that I'm just cringed at and I'm just like you know what maybe if some time passes no one will ever remember that this character existed I didn't know you ever did that so good job it was like what three videos my hair was long <laughs> um, but yeah oh yeah Har Harris was interesting because he's more or less just like a universe hopping like just a universe hopping space traveler and like what he originally is, is he's a DM in PC who is as powerful as I need him to be and he more or less just shows up whenever the party either needs a hand needs advice or for one of them he was a patron 
and he was just all kinds of fuckery because he would just show up at random points and would be like, hey, I'm going to fuck around over here with this fountain. Y'all can do you, but I'm going to go explore the city. If you run into me, you don't know me. Um, and like, he was, he's definitely one of the background characters I would make roles for to like, just see how his interactions go with like other people where like, they would run into an NPC and they'd be like, yeah, there's this blonde fella with a leather coat and he, he shot Jerry. Right. Well, we're glad that you're back into cosplay. You're you kind of found a character that's your own at this point with Leroy. Yeah, Leroy's fun. Le- Leroy is Leroy is the, a modern Appalachian warlock. His patron's Mothman, but he is primarily like since I grew up in the area, still live in the area. He's kind of like my way to like go through all the random bits of lore that I know like um that and like a couple of people have like commented on my videos saying that like they've always wanted to do a D&D modern campaign but not known how to do it and they said that like with the little like tiny universe that I've made for Leroy where he's got his little town that is just like surrounded by all sorts of other things like there's the crazy cannibal hill folk in the woods which is in appalachian lore which is actually kind of like a really bad classic stigmatism um then there's like the church isn't that like the donner party or something like that hmm? isn't that isn't wasn't weren't they called the donner family or party the ones that were lost in the mountains it it kind of varies because it's one of those things that, like, of course, in Appalachia, there is towns that just die and dry up. Um, and then, like, even today, if you wander around enough, you'll find these spooky-ass little villages that is, like, from, like, 1830. And, like, you can tell that there is just nothing here but dry rot and hurt. <laughs> and, like, there will be, like, a mine that is, like, in the most pristine condition because that is the only form of income that that town had. So, like, from those spooky areas and from some people, like, looking a little bit messed up way back in the day, when people didn't necessarily understand certain things about modern medicine, that's kind of where it came from. That and, like, a bad classist, like, stigma that people didn't necessarily understand, like, the true hillbillies, kill folk, stuff like that. Yeah, Leroy's whole thing I'm is. I'm so just... glad I live in Texas. <laughs> yeah, Leroy's whole thing is just he is a a modern warlock who kind of protects his town. And there's like the three factions of the townies that he would be in would be a townie, but like he scares the shit out of the townies because they don't really understand what the fuck he's doing ever. Then there's just okay. the church who just. Who just doesn't like anything that he does. And then there's the cannibal hill folk who is just feral. <laughs> and he also gets seduced by the Fae. Oh, constantly. That is just a perpetual rolling gag for me. That he will either take in Fae or like Fae will take in him. And it will just end up being like a mess. Just a horrifying mess. 
it is a good thing that my character and your character have not met yet. <laughs> okay, um, let's move on. Blue, what is your backstory? Presentation suck. Um, well, I never thought I'd get, be interested in TikTok. I told myself I'd never get it. And then during the 2020 sabbatical? The Great Covening. You mean pandemic? Well, I guess it was before that. It was the year that they decided to try and ban the app. I was I was like, let's get into this. Like and the first time? Why. Third time? Yeah. The first time, I think. Third time? I don't... It was 2019. One of those times. Sounds like it's the third time. Because, like, yeah, like the when, time then. when it just came it out, and then, like, another time just after that, and then again in, like, 2020. Okay, then it was 2019, 2020. I don't remember the exact year, but it was before the COVID incident. Um, I decided, I'm going to see why, why the big fuss is about. And the first video was from Sarah His Coffee with the D&D OC. And I'm like, oh, I really like this person. So they were the first person I followed, and that's how I got into D&D TikTok. I never even seen Straight Talk. <laughs> oh, some of these talk sections, though, they're like... I'd prefer to stay in D&D Talk. But yeah. Yeah, I, uh, what is Straight Talk? No one actually goes to that side. Well, voluntarily. No one goes there voluntarily, and when they do get there, everyone's like, Help! Give, give me, me away! It sucks here! It's all Straight great. Talk is... Straight so Talk is just, like, normie crap. Like, it is... It is things that, like, Well, my daddy was excited about this, so I'm excited about this now. It is a lot of just, like, Well, the ash machine's broken, isn't that wacky? Or, like, things that's, like... Just very simple things that, like, we don't get excited about anymore because multiple mental disorders. <laughs> and then you've got D&D talk, which I think is mostly neurodivergent talk. Because <laughs> we are all got the anxiety and stuff. We've all got that sweet sprinkle of the twism. <laughs> There's so many sub, like, subtopics in D&D TikTok. There's so many subcategories. you got the cosplayers, you've got... The ones that are making the funny videos with rolling the dice. You've got those mm -hmm. that are including their animals into D and D TikTok. Yeah, I'm looking That's at amazing. Toothless. I love her so much. <laughs> and then you've also got those that argue back and forth about different rules, different lore. And then I'm just like, that one's more annoying. It, I don't it like is. that side. I'm like, nope. <laughs> I mainly yeah. do. Uh, I was just watching for the most part. I had it for like three months before I ended up getting my first follower, which was Hexafire. And uh, not after that, my follower count kind of steam engine because I liked doing... I got a cosplay. He was my first video I did. I cosplay only D&D OCs except for Phoebe. <laughs> <laughs> Phoebe's fun. Phoebe and uh, Eva are the two I identify with the most. 
Yeah, I can kind of see that, like, with the energy that you bring towards the videos. It's like, it's, it's like we get to see a different side of you, per se. It, both of them have confidence that I don't have, that I wish I had. I can actually portray it through my OCs, because I'm not actually, you know, dealing with the people that I want to feel confident towards in my OC, in my OC. You know what I mean? I mean, I get that. We all kind of, like, stray outside of our comfort zones whenever it comes to cosplaying. Um, for instance, like, I usually play a lot of female characters, strong females, mm. or just regular females. But with Poseidon, I actually started becoming a male character. And that was very different because my whole mannerism had to change i had to be more i it's really hard to describe but it, it's it's different energy whenever you're playing something mm -hmm. that you're not i mean i'm not a male greek god whenever <laughs> i'm in the cosplay it's like oh yeah i i feel it i'm a god okay. that's one thing about phoebe i'm like i'm a god <laughs> oh um, yeah, I know I followed, I don't remember when I followed Barry, but I think it was within my first 50. And I think that's when you follow me back because of, uh, the one Discord server we ended up joining. Oh, uh, Wandering Souls, I think that's what it is. Yes, that one. Is. Uh, that's where I met you and, like, most of my followers. <laughs> I don't remember Winter when I met you, but I like your stuff, I promise. <laughs> I hit a point where, like, I had no followers, and then it was just 300, and then just stayed there for, like, a while. And then, like, and then, like, it bumped up to, like, 800, and then just didn't go anywhere because I didn't post anything, because, like, I was busy at the time. And then, like, as soon as I, like, etched into doing, like, a little bit more, like, outside of D&D content, I have gotten so many followers from so many different corners, like, a lot of it's from, like, the uh, Red Dead Redemption 2 community, like, I would do, like, random online stuff and just, like, post little clips of that, like, one or two minute game clips of things, and sometimes it'd be dumb stuff, sometimes it'd be, like, you know, just skits that I would do with it, but, like... I really hope that they're not painfully confused whenever I come out with Leroy, because I do see that they like like those videos, and I'm like, man, I hope they understand what D and D is, and they hope that like I'm not just insane. <laughs> yeah, I think all of my followers are honestly from three or four of my OCs, because whenever I post the OC other OCs, I don't really get any more followers. They're all from like Eva, Phoebe. And Lune, which Lune is my only one that I have to feel the need to portray. Because she's yeah. the only character I have that is uh, more thirsty, if you know what I mean. <laughs> that one, I have to be in the mood to play because I don't do that stuff normally. Oh. With respect to that, um, yeah, I think I'm the only one out of us three that 
hasn't hit the 1k but i mean that doesn't really bother me as much i i like where i am um i like making the content that i like to make um i don't want to feel pressured to do something that everyone else is doing simply because you know it's gonna get me more followers use trendy sounds i'm just like meh whatever poseidon feels like being today boom yeah, I only do the trends when it, when that current sound is saved already for a, a video I'm doing. That's when I accidentally do the trends and I'm like, oops. <laughs> but that video is like four or five hundred views compared to my vids that barely get any views. And that you put a lot of hard work into. Yes. Which, I mean, uh, Blue, if you're... Are you almost done with your backstory? Because it's going to oh, yeah. lead to another tangent. All right. Go ahead. You good? Yeah. Okay. So one of the biggest things that I wanted to do on this episode is to <clears throat> thank all of the artists that are out there. Whether you do digital art, you make props, you make costumes, even just performing arts. It is not a skill that everyone has it takes a lot of work a lot of time for some people it takes money sometimes it takes you know blood sweat and tears and you know we here at the dragon hotline just we just want to thank you because i mean without you artists out there we probably would not be where we are today it's it takes a lot to be able to express yourself and especially those that commission for things such as music, such as art. And I know you all get a lot of bashing because people think, oh, well, I can draw this myself and I can do it for a lot cheaper price or your prices are outrageous, that sort of thing. Or you're taking too long or this doesn't look like what I wanted it to be. Y'all got to realize it's a lot of work like i would see different artists go line by line layer by layer and i tried to do that because i thought oh well i can do this myself and i failed miserably miserably like it takes so much effort so much attention to detail and i just i commend all of them for that we, we just want to thank all of you artists out there because you are truly doing the, you're truly making the world a better place. Yeah, one of my friends is like a, a graphical design artist and she hello sir, can I help you? For those, those of you who are audio only, which is called this podcast is going to be, my cat has decided to co-host today in the middle of my sentence. He's just vibing now, looking kind of evil in the camera. Anyway, yeah, one of my friends is a graphical design artist, um, and she'll do like stuff like video games. She's done like a, a good a good amount of like three D modeling things with like VR um, like VR games. And she was telling me about it. She was like, "Yeah, I'm on eight different contracts right now. All of them underpay the fuck out of me, and she doesn't get paid." until they're done and it takes her like three months to make one of those because it's all 3d rendered art so like yeah she's fresh out of college doing that which just sounds like pain 
So like anybody who actually sticks with like the art profession as a whole and like does it either professionally or just like well professionally on Etsy as well. Um like respect to that and I don't see how you guys make money sometimes. I just don't. Granted I know a lot of times it's just a side gig or a passion project. But we still love you and we're proud of you. Yeah. Yes. You you all deserve more than what you're paid for. And anytime I believe I did a commission one time and they charged me like very little, I was like, can I pay you more? Cause I think it was for my Poseidon commission for his outfit where he's wearing the suit. Yeah. I was like, can I pay you more? It's like, cause yeah, that one's really you good. did amazing with this. Yes, he looks amazing. It does. And it and I just think <clears throat> all the colors, all the shades, I was like, that's hours of work. That is days of work. It's like they need to be paid as much as you would see like actors getting paid. Mm-hmm. I mean, of course, they also need to get paid well, but it's like you see all this stuff that you have around you, even your commercial made stuff. This was once designed by an artist. Mm-hmm. And yeah, just honestly goldfish brain, but <laughs> we, we still just want to thank all of you artists. Um, you are making our world a better place. You're giving us more color than the 50 shades of beige. <laughs> all right. Um, what's our next topic? So the next topic that I could think of uh, would be whenever, whenever we're all like doing D and D stuff, like whenever you guys are getting into a game or whenever you're about to run a game, what is like some of your favorite settings to have the world be just plopped into? I don't know. Most of the DMs I've ever had are those toxic DMs you meet. Um, so, yeah, I don't honestly... Not a toxic DM. That's all I care for. <laughs> um, well, most people do, like, your high fantasy, Tolkien fantasy, like... They just think that because D&D has elves, dwarves, and swords that, you know, it has to be... Colored in this corner of like Lord of the Rings, medieval fantasy, any of that. And like, yeah, that's like three of my top favorites that I love doing is Weird West, which is effectively like you take the West, give it a little bit extra fantasy flavor, and then just have like the fantasy stuff explode into it violently and have that be the whole crux of the campaign of like, what is happening? In, like, just a western, like, cowboy setting. Um, and my, cool. sec- my second one would be, um, uh, which I usually name, like, Far Reaches or A New World. It is where, like, you know, you're, like, where everybody's from has discovered, like, a new landmass that has, like, new riches and treasures and peoples at it and, like, whole new different explorations. And, you know, all the players load up onto a boat or a plane or whatever and go that way, or they just teleport them over there, however people want to do it. And, like, I love giving my players just this, like, 
wild, almost untamed world that has just like small little civilizations in it and stuff with just no direction. Granted, I will admit you need to have like a party that kind of knows how to work these because it does turn into like, okay, you're on the beach. Okay. What do you guys do now? We, um, I don't know. <laughs> because there's just no direction with those, and you need to be like, okay, well, we're gonna head west and just wait till shit happens. And then, like, usually <laughs> I'll have, like, a map or something, like, there. Um, and the third one that I really like doing is taking just kind of, like, the feudal Japanese setting, as, as, like, weedy as it is, and, like, taking a lot of, like, the bits of, like, how they function and stuff and, like, veering away from, like, knights, kings, and pages and going more into, like, an honor-bound society, it really kind of makes the D&D, like, risk-reward system kind of interesting because your risk-reward sort of turns into, like, well, if we do this, we'll gain honor from this guy. But this guy over here won't like us as much. And if he doesn't like us, his samurai don't like us. <laughs> um, you know, a lot of my games, they were based off of, they were based in the Lord of the Rings, Satan, you know, fantasy, um, medieval times. But one thing that I've always liked the feel of but I didn't really like the whole gaming concept of it was um, I think it's called shadow run where you're like in a yep. futuristic setting, but magic still exists. You got technology, you've got high tech, high evolution, but you also have magic as well. Cause that's one of the things that I liked that I really do like about D and D is the fact that I can do magic. That's something yeah. that you can't really do out in the world. Can't really do out in the world. But in this setting, you can do all of that. You can cast Fireball into a small room and annihilate everyone. <laughs> Should you? Probably not. Well, I mean, how's y'all's health? <laughs> if the wizard, the wizard or the sorcerer ever asked that, just be like... Just do it. You're going to fucking do it anyway. Um, like, uh, how hurt are you? <laughs> yeah. How hurt is um, friend? Yeah, Shadowrun is really interesting. Um, I remember one of my friends telling me about it. I don't know if it's like changed over the settings or if it's just always doing things. I've never actually played Shadowrun other than like one of the video games that they made, which was purely PvP. Um, but like. So complex. It's very complex. Yeah, I remember one of my buddies telling me about it, and he said that the way that his DM always did it was like, imagine everybody in like 1980, and then everyone's genes awaken. You have magic. People are like wake up with like green skin as orcs. Some people have elf ears. Some people are now like three foot tall dwarves. Some people are gnomes. Like it just was a day one shift that just happened. And, like, he said that, like, the way that that happens always kind of made it, like, really interesting because, like, the way that they would play it would be 
you would be like a normal Joe Schmo going to work or whatever. And then because of your heritage, because you're like, you know, this, you have this like extreme swordsman gene or this extreme sorcerer gene awakened in you, you then kind of have like this ability to be like recruited on these task force that now like help deal with some of these things. And like, he said that it was just sort of interesting. Hmm? I can just picture waking up with fire vegetables be like, oh god! <laughs> and here's, yeah. here's another thing. Um, if you wake up and you're just hairy, you probably wouldn't want to go to your job as a fry cook. I'm just saying. Well, I think Shadowrun also has, like, centaurs. <laughs> so, like, you just wake up and your bed is, like, a one-ton horseman and you're just like, oh... Oh, this is different. Do I need a car? You mean on the, I need a car? You mean on the floor, but okay. I'm gonna race in the pony races. Bet on me. <laughs> that would be so funny to curve. Who'd about, you bet like, on? Naturally being Jeff. like <laughs> What about uh, like naturally being five nine, six foot, and then waking up as a halfling? Ooh. Yes. I can't. Why is everything so big? <laughs> or, you know, the size of a gnome, which I think they're smaller. Like, what is the smallest one out of all the races? Cobalt? I think it's a gnome. It would be a gnome, Cobalt. right? I think they're like two, three feet. They're a gnome or a halfling. Because I, I remember there was some sort of misconception between gnomes and halflings, and I think halflings might have been smaller. Either or you wake up and you're like half your size. Yeah. Like the size of just your leg. Like just that. Like that sounds terrifying, but also like a it sounds like a comedy of errors is gonna happen because what are you gonna do? Like Try to put on those shoes and the clothes. (laughs) Yeah, you gonna go to the hospital? What are you gonna wear? How the fuck you gonna drive your car? (laughs) How does any of this gonna work? <laughs> I found a site. It says uh, kobolds are between two three and two nine. Halflings are between two nine and three three. Gnomes are three one and three seven. And goblins are three seven to four one. Either or, you're short. <laughs> you are small, especially if you started out like six feet. <laughs> Yeah, and if you're a centaur, you're just not going to be able to use that car. Are you going to be able to get out your front door? (laughs) And imagine, like, that self-conversation with modesty when you're a centaur, because you're like, okay, I can get get my shirt and my jacket on and all that biz. What pants? Do I need pants anymore? Because... It's just a horse. And then you go out into the and streets. He's like, sir, put on some pants. I can't. I'm going to get them. I will get your with your hoof. <laughs> and then like, and then if it's like two months in, if it's like a modern world and you're a centaur, you then have to deal with the, whose horse is that joke? 40 times a day. Uh, Can you imagine how expensive shoes will be? Not that bad. 
But nobody horseshoes anymore. I don't know of any horseshoers. I can do it. It's not hard. You can actually horseshoe? Yes! <laughs> I've taken, like, blacksmith classes, and I've also, like, done a little farrier thing. So, like, okay, horseshoeing uh, is weird, but not that hard. Can you imagine carpooling, like, on your morning commute with your car? Right, get on. <laughs> Just get on. <laughs> Like, does that cross a line or something? I, or does it just depend on the centaur? I think it depends <laughs> on the centaur, because I feel like some of them, just, like, he gets really stuck, like, hung up on the terminology of, like, are you going to ride me, or, like, how is this going to work? Like, I feel <laughs> like... I feel like... I feel like my brain shouldn't have originally went to, like... A dude with like a Hyundai, like a crappy little car with like a cattle trailer for his friend to carpool. <laughs> that would be funny, actually. But like, if you worked in a office setting and you turned into a centaur, how are you supposed to do that? Your hands. I'm just gonna lay down to tell you. Yeah, I was about to say, are you gonna have to lay down? <laughs> <coughs> I know, a lot of people have those, like, a, like a lot of little, money on gas. Those, like, adjustable standing desks. You will be saving money on gas, know, but it. also, like, there comes the point of, like, okay, Food. well, how do I feed this body now? Like, could you imagine More. being, like, a gym bro, and then, like, turning into a centaur, just being, like, uh, how, you have to be a how do I muscle this? Horses, uh... I was supposed I to because I don't think horses eat meat. No, they can't. But the can't just that, I don't but think. the human body part of you would want meat. Because you're still human. It's time to go vegan. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I if feel... Centaur enters a pageant Oh god. Is it considered a beauty pageant or like an a horse show? I feel like that in this universe would be very racist. <laughs> like, there would be a whole guitar discrimination party. <laughs> oh my goodness. Like, my favorite thing, though, is imagining, like, like, we're imagining, like, an office worker, like, someone that's, like, you know, well-to-do, like, you know, kind of got their shit together. Now, imagine, like, someone like me that turns into a centaur and is just trying to go to Taco Bell. <laughs> like, you working out the window, 80%. you've got, like, your elf ears, and, like, you can make some light magic happen. That's kind of neat. Like, other than that, you're not enough to get put on a task force or anything. And then, like, you're waiting at the window, and you just hear... Yeah, I... Uh, I'd like a number five, please. I hear a car engine. It's weird. And right, pull around to pull around the window number two. It's five thirty-five. <laughs> That's just a dude. Oh That's just a dude with a horse body. You're not supposed to walk up to the drive-through. How is that gonna work? You can. There's literally no laws against it. Like, a lot of places just say you can't, so a way they could keep, like, 
the weird people out. Seriously, Winter, whenever you said, I'm just going to go to Taco Bell if I woke up as a, in a centaur body. And I'm like, oh, I can only imagine the day after. Or that. Because eh. let's face it, horses take really big shits. And you with yeah. Taco Bell. <laughs> eh. Like, greasy food and like the nasty aftermath has never really affected me. Like, I'm that person that can eat a whole block of cheese and just be fine. Like. But remember, you're cleaning up after yourself. Because I don't think you'd yeah, be able to. Yeah, I'm going your... outside. Period. I'm just going outside. You still gotta clean it up. I don't have to clean up anything. I've got a hose. I would say, unless you live in a village or in a town, if you live in the city, you can't just go outside and drop trap. Well, you can also hire new people to clean that stuff up if you have a bunch of horses walking around now. Yeah, like, I know that Shadowrun had, like, a lot of things, like, set up in place. Um, I know my buddy told me that, like, there was a whole center that was helping people deal with, like, their new awakened, like, bits and stuff in, like, the world that his buddy made. So, so, like... There was a person who like awakened as an orc, and like they they retained like most of their normal stuff. But they like do get muscle mass easier. They were kind of green. They had like slightly rearing tusks and stuff like that. But um, like the way that he had the world just had it where like some people just didn't necessarily cope the best with this. So like the whole thing just sort of turned into like these big organizations popping up that is just like did you wake up as a terrifying monster? We can help you with that. Why does that remind me of Emperor's New Groove where he's like I've been turned into a cow. Can I go home now? You may be excused. <laughs> what about like waking up as a dragonborn and you were like a vegan before? I feel like Dragonborn could still stay vegan. Your main problem would be you're now cold-blooded. Right. Can you picture living in, like, Canada? Yeah, you're just, like, hovered over your stove until somebody comes to your house to, like, help you. <laughs> I need you to buy me a couple heated blankets until I can move to Florida. <laughs> can you imagine how much lotion the, that you'll need? How do you put lotion on something with scales? Very carefully. With your hands. <laughs> that now have long ass claws because you're not used to being a dragonborn? I mean, you're not going to scratch you, you yourself. Just, just open palm. Open palm. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh my goodness. Oh. Yeah, oh, fantastic. waking up as a dragonborn would probably not be the best bet. And imagine if you were a red one and you just sneezed for no reason. Fire! Or really any color. Like, fire, like, I yeah, would, you if just... I woke up as, like, a big lizard man and I sneezed and fire came out, cool. We can deal with this. What about... I, 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 can, I can asbestos line my house. It'll be fine. 
But just imagine it, like, there's just a blaring, bright-as-the-sun bolt of lightning that comes out of your mouth. And now, you're dazed, a little bit blind now. Oh, and your house is fire. <laughs> <laughs> or black, the uh, acid spitters. Yep, the acid. Oh, lord, I lost a bunch of stuff in my house. Yeah, because lightning and fire just goes away. Acid doesn't just go away on its it's own. Can also imagine if you were like just an if you just spewed out ice for some reason. Again, it would still go away. Maybe. I I feel like with ice you would be able to get a job doing that though. Like Yeah, the people who freeze the coolers and stuff. Yeah. Like instead of paying for like all those like giant refrigeration units, no, they just have like a team of six dragonborn that go in there with like a jar of pepper and just <laughs> the place up. And you can upcharge them because it's considered artisanal ice. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Homemade, vegan friendly, organic. Mm. No GMO. Is that kosher? <laughs> no pesticides. Oh. oh. Oh, that's fantastic. Mm. Oh, what about that the, was uh, a long tan- that was a long tangent that we just didn't need. It always devolves into centaurs when it comes to fantasy. No matter what. Where did we start at? Oh, um, a shadow run and I Favorite settings. Talking about uh, favorite settings, yeah. Oh goodness, we we came from there. <laughs> yeah. To dragon artisanal ice. <laughs> what about the ice sculptures people purchase? What do the ice sculptures people do? Like, you now have like a leg up on everybody else. Like, when you're mid-contest, like, doing one of those ice sculptures, if you, like, accidentally hack off of the arm of your sculpture, you now just have to work with that. Mm, you're a silver dragonborn. Just oh, that thing right back on. I'm pretty sure there's going to be a rule against that if that ever does happen. Racial discrimination. Especially the first time. They'll be like... <laughs> You're trying to be an ice sculpture and you sneeze and melt it with fire. Oh. Or just explode it with lightning. Or acid. <laughs> oh my gosh. Or you fart the noxious gas, one of those things. That's, that's awful. <laughs> I don't like that idea. I don't know why I came up with that. I'm sorry. <laughs> Why are we thinking on dragonborns? Because... Yeah, imagine just waking up as a goblin. Like... You're now a... You're now a tiny... You're now literally a goblin. Like, there's no other way to put it. You are a tiny green being of mythos that everyone has went... Mm, probably evil. Like, every single, like, goblin in lore of, like, around the world has gone... Hmm, goblins are probably evil. Trixie and dumb, but probably evil. Like, you're not just a little green dude. 
Oh, can you picture kobolds? You're so little now. You're so little, and you're cold blooded. Those races out there. <laughs> we can't all be the sexy elves. <laughs> you would like the elves. Nobody does. That's why I like half elves. I prefer <laughs> elves and half elves. Yeah, I do. Well, no. Hey, hey, like hey! Don't elf, be making fun like of me now. Guys. Hey. Hey, I'm main elves and half elves. Behave. I am a half elf. Give me a dwarven woman. I, don't see that. I can what? see the dwarven. What? What was that? What was that, Winter? Huh? <laughs> give me a dwarven woman. Right Short and stocky dwarven woman. Love you very. And then we just be tipping the little dwarf woman. Oh. I'm falling and I can't get up. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. Again, we came from settings all the way down to pushing dwarf women. That's don't me. don't take that out of context, listeners. <laughs> this is all fun and games. We don't actually torture each other's magical races. Well, <laughs> hey, hey. Don't listen to Winter. <laughs> He's the playful one. Don't listen to him. Sure. Imagine what. Yeah, are we ready for another done. topic? Huh? huh? What? Imagine what? Goldfish bird. I just said, if you woke up as a giant, if you woke up as a giant, you're just getting put in a state by yourself with the other giants, and that's your state. Um, it'd have to be the biggest state, so Alaska? No, that just sounds the biggest awful. state was Texas. No, it's not. Alaska's the biggest state, and then it's Texas. Yeah, it is. Yeah, Alaska's the biggest. Alaska's almost Texas the size of the U.S. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just have big attitudes. And yeah, I think California, by, I think by veritable distance, California's bigger than Texas. Yeah, because California goes like this. It's more, um... It's just like a sock. Vertical. <laughs> like, you've never looked in the states All and just, right. like, named, like, what the states look like. We're going on a hell of a tangent. Jesus Christ. Michigan is not that good at geography, okay? Yeah, let's go to a different Mich- topic. I failed geography. Michigan there. is a mitten! I'm sorry, let's continue. Michigan... My county is a mitten. Anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah. Whatever you go to games, matter where it is, do you guys wear anything different? Like, whatever you do, like a face-to-face game, 90% of the time, even when I'm going to, like, a game store, we're going to be there for, like, eight hours. So I'll just wear PJs. It depends. Like... If I'm going out in public, it's going to be a little more comfy, but kind of casual. Mm-hmm. But like right now, I'm in shorts and a sweater. Then again, nobody can see me, so. Yeah, <laughs> I, I would have to agree with y'all on this one. Like, you're sitting there for four to eight hours. 
So you got to be in something comfortable. Like what I'm wearing right now, I probably would not wear at the table because let's face it, I would be distracting. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know what happened. I'm, I'm, di- <laughs> For the I'm viewers just out there, I, I'm distracted. We can all the see time. each other. So I know what she's talking about. Ooh. We can see each other, even though you can't see us. Yeah, I've been known to distract a DM or two, and then they were just like, what were we doing? Yeah, we're in the middle of a fight here against the big evil boss, and you got distracted. But yeah, just normal clothing. Um, preferably something stretchy. Probably not jeans or anything like that, because let's face it, I'm going to be snacking. I'm going to be drinking a lot of unhealthy stuff. I'm going to be eating a bunch of junk food. Or mm-hmm. actually having meals, and let's face it, jeans are not my best friend. Not when you're sitting and eating. No, the last time that I went like into like a game store a couple weeks ago to um, just do a game in the back, I made the mistake of wearing jeans and a belt. Um, <laughs> didn't really bring that many stack, really many snacks, because you know we're in, we're in that lower tax bracket. But um, like. We had a couple of things, and like just three hours in, I was just like button undone, belt open. I was like, if I, if I stand up, I'm just going to go to jail. <laughs> Please don't like, stand up, then. <laughs> I like how we had to mute ourselves just to laugh our asses off. <laughs> it's too loud sometimes laughing. Yeah, we gotta think about our precious audience and their precious ears. And and, in winter's ears. (laughs) And my ears, yes. Oh. Okay. If I was to do, like, let's see, most of the end table games I've ever done are, like, PJs or sweats because I'm always with my family. My dad is my in-person DM. I've never done anything else. Everything else is just VC with no video. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Yeah, Pants. most of mine that are face to face have been like in somebody's house or somebody's somebody's apartment. Or like my own house, which like if you're in my own house, you're lucky I'm wearing pants that day. Um <laughs> like you good <laughs> pants. I don't wear pants in my own house. Okay. Um, are, are we a little bit done with this topic? Because I got a random question that just popped into my head. Yeah, go ahead. If our characters were to manifest, so for me, it would be Veritas. For Blue, which character would you just automatically think to manifest? You two went to. Honestly, Phoebe. Okay, Phoebe. Of the two, it would be Phoebe. Probably Leroy. Oh no. So here's here's the question. So what if our manifested characters, not us, but our characters actually come to life and they just came up to your door. So let's have Veritas go up to Blue's door. Just like straight up knock on your door. Um, we're going to have Phoebe knock on <laughs> Winter's door. And Leroy's going to come knocking on my door. Like how would you just straight up react? Blue, I'm pretty sure you would pass out. Yes, because of your videos. She's a freaking murderer. Um, 
I'd be like, hi, hold on a minute. Shuts the door. Gary, <laughs> come get her. <laughs> I mean, I kind of live in the middle of nowhere, so my first thought is no soliciting and slowly closing the door. <laughs> Phoebe's a goddess, so she could... She um, could literally just walk through that door. I know. <laughs> she would just stop the door from shutting and going, ah, and just push past him. I mean, better what she wants. <laughs> what do you have to eat? Because she's a titan. She's always eating. She's very big, too, so you're gonna be looking up. Or not if she's in her human form. I, I keep her in a little mortal human form, usually. But also, she just came to life. We don't know if she's in the mortal oh, form or if she's in her titan form. Either titan. or, she's gonna be... Be like, hi, tall lady. I'm feed me. And honestly, if Leroy just shows up at my door, I would probably do like what this you were like doing. Dude. Be like, he's just a normal dude. You'd just be like, hi, how are you? I'd be well, like, you aren't you supposed to be in Tennessee? <laughs> I'd like me who just shut the door and call you. <laughs> oh. I know that sounds rude. Leroy's, but like, Leroy's is like the most anticlimactic because he is literally he's a modern D and D character, so he just, just looks like a dude. <laughs> I'd be like, I'm sorry, sir. I already know about my car's extended warranty. <laughs> Not to mention, like he's showing up in like boots, a knife on his belt, and like flannel. So he just looks redneck as hell. I mean, I live I'm in a sorry. small town, so that doesn't really surprise me around here. You also live in like, Texas. Like you're expecting I think better down there. Like you're expecting him to like ask you for like spare gas or <laughs> <laughs> cup of sugar. Just a... I, you wanted an size gallon or? I have a literal Greek titan showing up at my door. Blue has a murderer, and you have a dude. <laughs> I have a murderer. I, have a dude. I don't know about this. I would call Mary and be like, help. Okay, see, she, she's more than just a murderer, okay? She is a Grim Reaper. So if she shows up at your door, you're going to be like, I'm not dying today. Yes, I would be like, hold on one minute. Very. <laughs> I got death in my door. What do I do? <laughs> death is literally knocking on my door. <laughs> what do I do? This is not the one I'm thinking it is. <laughs> oh, yeah, and Winter's got a literal <laughs> Greek goddess at his door. Yours would be complicated. Mine's like, I can deal with mine. Yeah, all you gotta do is feed her and pay her attention. She likes that. Yay. I mean, isn't that what you do with your already goddesses anyways? Is that what you do with your cat? I mean, yeah. <laughs> Feed him and give him attention! I mean, my cat more demands attention, as you saw where he tried to co-host with his small evil face. <laughs> Alright, back to what we were saying. Yeah, Greek goddess at your door. You just gotta feed yeah, her. No, I, I, I was just saying, I just wouldn't, like, there would be a, there's a good caveat with this thing, like, it matters what they're, like, looking for, like, say they're showing up at your door, what do they want, though? 
like <laughs> uh, they need a couch to crash on because the Pantheon ain't doing too well. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, no, I mean the weird thing is, in the way I made TV, she owns her own house in the mortal world, so she shouldn't be coming to your house. But so I don't know, maybe maybe she want food because she ran out of human money. I gotta figure out how Phoebe gets money. <laughs> That's a move. <laughs> oh, feed me. And you'd be like, uh, what do you want? <laughs> Food. <laughs> and yeah, I would I think I would ask Leroy the same question like, why are you here? <laughs> Right. There's no fate the here. If the only reason that he would travel would be like to hunt something down that is like stupid, dangerous. So like, he would need definitively a demon. <laughs> so that would be me. I'm the stupid, dangerous one. <laughs> or he yeah, could just might... be stopping to get food and a place to rest for the night. Mm, that's a possibility. And I would give him money and send him to a hotel. Cause I ain't doing that. <laughs> no offense. Oh no, it's fine. I am a single woman. And, I... uh, honestly, I don't understand why Veritas would be at your door either, Blue. But she's there. I would be like, mm, I don't know about this. Keep an arm's length. Don't turn your back. Yeah, shut the door in her face. <laughs> No, I don't want to make her mad because that might be even worse. Oh, uh. <laughs> uh. but yeah, I just thought that would be a nice, like, fun question to ask if we just showed up at each other's door. That would be. What would you do if Phoebe showed up at your door, Barry? Depends. Is it Titan form or regular human form? Because if it's Titan form, you'd be like. Oh shit! <laughs> I'd be like internally screaming while looking up, <laughs> oh. and just be like, you know, I only play Poseidon, right? I'm not actually Poseidon. I'm not. I'm <laughs> not the real Greek god of the ocean. Yeah, but this lady, see. I know the ocean's fucked, but there's nothing I can actually do about that. <laughs> Okay, so since I got switched, so that means that Leroy shows up at Blue's house. Yeah. And Veritas, or Veri, will show up at Winter's house. Yes. The same thing, just arm's length. Like, I, whenever anybody shows up to my door, even if it's, even if, like, it's one of my friends, they get the same treatment, which is usually the door slowly closing. <laughs> Like, if I'm not let known that someone's coming to my house, there's an okay chance that I'm just not home. <laughs> right, and I don't drive, so I don't have a car, so nobody ever knows if I'm home or not. So, yeah, Leroy just shows up at your door, Blue. What do you do? First, I would only open the door this much like I do with anybody I'm not expecting, which is about an inch or two. I'd be like, what do you want? 
<laughs> he is just some dude with a book and a knife. Like he he is he is stranger danger. <laughs> uh, <laughs> depending on what he asked for, I might give it to him. Like if he asked for food, I'd go into my kitchen and get some for him. But I wouldn't let him in the house because I'm a single woman that lives by myself. Which is a smart idea. No matter like he would how just be asking for salt because he ran out, like I trying to make like a protection circle. I do have iodized salt. He could just take the whole container. <laughs> there you go. Just, just take it. Out, just walks out of the street and makes a circle and waits for something. <laughs> okay, if he's just starts pouring the salt in the street and starts waiting, I'm gonna get terrified. <laughs> We're like, what are you doing? Not to, mention, like, not to mention, like, his patron and best friend is Mothman, so, like, that's probably just around somewhere. Oh, no. I don't like moths. <laughs> so would he be, like, attracted to moths, or what? Oh, no. Be like, that's, that's one sexy moth there, or would he be attracted to lamps? So far, the only thing that I have for Mothman, the thing that he likes doing is shotgunning beers and getting Leroy to do dumb shit at the library. (laughs) Oh my god! Like, one of my favorite videos, I think it's one of the ones that's done the second best so far with Leroy, is like this terrifying like monster noise, and then a guy just going, that is the most terrifying thing I've ever seen! And, like, the, I just put the caption of it as, um, Leroy teaching Mothman how to shotgun beers. Nice. <clears throat> oh, my goodness. Alright, so... Hmm. Let's go on a different tangent here, so... Tangents are fun. So we are all in Hogwarts. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, yes! But, like, how how would you be if you were in Hogwarts as your houses? Because I think, Winter, you and I are Gryffindor. So we're supposed to be, like, the Chad. We're supposed to be, like, the big job. I don't tree climbing people. I'm Boy, sorry, that was very, very difficult. Not dumb. We're oh. just dumb enough to do to jump into the scenario okay. head first. So it's not, it's not courageous. Or brave. It's idiocracy. We're courageously I mean, dumb. Okay, that word. I always look at Gryffindor as the same way that you would look at, like, Hermione. Because Hermione was, like, mm. super intelligent. Yeah, smart. She was high intelligence, low wisdom, though. <laughs> yeah. We do have low wisdom because we jump head first into shit. You guys do. I feel you're, like you're I'm good. just... I feel like I'm just going to end up like one of the Weasleys because A, poor. B, the fuckery they get up to just looks fun. <laughs> oh no. And we've got one little Hufflepuff over here. I'm a laid back Hufflepuff with a 4.0 GPA. So. I'm a reading Hufflepuff. I'm not really courageous. I I don't like parties. <laughs> I am friendly though, 
so I am that kind of Hufflepuff, but all the friendliness I put up is just for, uh... God, that sounds wrong, but it's just for show, because really I just want to be alone. <laughs> and you get lost a lot. I do, I can't tell directions. Don't worry, I'm direction challenged as well. Oh yeah, no, Hogwarts is just a mess. Like, I saw somebody do, like, a full video, like, mapping it out, and, like, it's just a fucking, like, disaster for a map. But, um... Yeah. I, I would like, probably I would, hang out... I would be that person that is on, like, their, like, student counts or whatever that is like, we need a mall-style map, please. You are here. Per area, like, every 50 feet, because freaking walls and floors shift and stuff. I was about to say, and the map changes because the stairs like to be dicks sometimes and just move. I think what needs to happen is everyone needs to get like a wristwatch with the, <laughs> with, the map, with the map on it. Oh. So that you can just look at the map wherever you are. It's GPS your location. It's I feel like, like GPS in the wizarding world. I feel like GPS in the wizarding world wouldn't work. I don't know why. I think it would only work in the house in the um actual school. Like I don't I don't know if that would work because you know that big barrier that's around the school. Oh wait, well, I'm thinking Percy Jackson, my bad. I'm also I'm thinking crossing. just like from my current location to um my potions class, my dorm room. Yeah, like I said, I was crossing uh what is it, fandoms just now cuz uh, Percy fine. Jackson, Camp Half-Blood, they have this big old barrier around it. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I got them confused for a second there. Yeah, don't come after me, fandoms. <laughs> Gatekeepers, don't come after me. It's fine. We have a lot of fandoms just between us three. Yeah. Like, mine's a so lot like, of video game stuff. So, like, I can kind of tell how me and Winter, I mean, we're in the same house, so automatically they're going to try to make us friends. Right, right. I feel mm. like I would be that asshole that ends up either just fully into like the combat magic, but ends up like their last year getting an internship and being an accountant for like the Ministry of Magic or like a museum. <laughs> or I am I... going deep into Hagrid's classes. Yeah. I love learning. I also love hiking. So what I I would probably end up either in the Ravenclaw library <laughs> or getting volunteers to go walking through the woods. Which I know is bad, so she'd probably go to Gryffindor or Slytherin. <laughs> I need a couple oh, volunteers. I was about to say, is that how you grab me? Is that you're like, I, I need to get into this forest. Can can one of y'all hold my hand and walk me through the forest? I'm a little lonely. I want to take some notes and I don't want to go by myself because when I'm focused, I don't have very good perception of the outside world. Mood. Yeah, and see, I'm not I'm not the mom friend, but I am the one that would be seeing this Hufflepuff just completely naive and unprotected, wanting to go into the dark forest and be like, sure, I'll, I'll go with you. <laughs> Funny thing is, I'm the mom friend. Yeah. <laughs> I want to go into the woods. I need some volunteers. Shh, don't tell the teachers because I don't think we're allowed out here. And then we just walk by Winter and Winter's just like, it's okay. I'll I'll just make something up. You're both sick. <laughs> <laughs> and 
It's fine. Fantastic. Or he'd come with us. One of the two. Probably he'd come with. <laughs> because considering what I just said of like my two things would be the animal classes that Hagrid does, like the like creaturey magical world shit. And mm-hmm. combat magic. I'm your hiking buddy. Like I am the one that like Oh, that's a massive spider that has, like, a demon for an eyeball. It's magic death. Run! (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I love learning, and I retain a lot of what I learn, especially if it's all fresher. So I think, in all honesty, I'd be like Hermione. I always identified with Hermione when I was watching the videos and stuff. Because I like to learn. And she actually runs a lot because she knows not when not to fight. Yeah, it's like me. That makes sense. I was like Ron. I was like Ron because he yeah. like I, I like the idea of like a poor wizard. Like it's just interesting to see. But also the I main think- thing that the main thing that always bothered me in any of the movies because I didn't read the books because I just couldn't be interested enough. The main thing with the movies that always, like, bothered me was, like, whatever Ron, like, broke his wand for that whole, like, movie. He was just a, a hazard to everybody. Why did no one, like, help him with that? Like, why, why, why is there not, like, a storeroom that has, like, crappy wands in the back that'll just kind of, like, adhere to anybody but be kind of garbage? Other than, like, the alternative being Ron having a broken wand and maybe killing himself. Right? Plus there's also that mending spell. Does it not work on wands? I don't think it works on magic. I don't really know too much about that lore. Because I know I was, uh, Hermione... I just always imagine that magic doesn't work on magical Okay, that makes yeah. sense. But if it's broken, it's no longer magical. <laughs> I don't know. He's casting pretty okay Does this with mean that. I'm hairy? Because you wear glasses? Well, plus he's the last one left of the trio. <laughs> Nobody wants to be hairy. I mean, you don't have to be hairy. He's blah. Oh, I'm the chosen one. I'm the boy who lived. Okay, and? We all <laughs> lived, but okay. Hey, look at me. I love hate that trend. Because every time so you're just the like, one that gets into all the trouble, Barry. <laughs> you and your bestie Ron over there. Hermione's the just gonna comes always... along. <laughs> okay, but in this universe, Mouth always getting his ass beat, and I'm getting like expelled. <laughs> like, I feel like in this universe, like I don't see how they stood for anything that Malfoy did. Sure, his his daddy, whatever, had money. And, like, was a big benefactor in the school. I don't care. He's just kind of too much of a dick. <laughs> and I'm replacing his shoes with boy, birds. Bro. Yeah. He's hot bad boy. You would full-fledged out in the open beat his ass. And I would just, like, play those little pranks on him so that nobody would know it was me. Of course, I was more of a simp for, um, serious Black, so... Mood, though. Mood. I gotta tell you, 
my preference for the movies on who my favorite person was will actually get me walloped by a bunch of fandom lovers. Is it Tonks? Oh. <laughs> Professor Snape. He actually wasn't that I bad. I mean, he... I understood Snape. Like, in the first two movies, Snape you're too. like... Like, the first few movies, you're like, what the fuck is this dude's problem? And then you learn, like, just a little bit about him, and you're like, oh. I get that. That makes sense. <laughs> that kind of makes sense. But he was showing his, uh... He's showing certain emotions the wrong way, but you kind of understood what he was doing. Yeah. But a lot of fandoms hate Snape, and I'm like, <laughs> and they berate anybody who likes him, and I'm like, he wasn't that bad. It's Dumbledore I didn't like. Yeah. I don't know why. I just never really liked Dumbledore. Dumbledore kind of feels like. I, it might be just like me, kind of like too much into like the Stan Lee thing of like you know with great power comes great responsibility i'm sorry but like dumbledore is like demigod level for like magic mm-hmm. why did he fix some of this shit why did he never help anybody <laughs> <clears throat> why do you let certain things get to the point they were like oh why didn't he take up the troll in the dungeon himself yeah, but like they told the students, you know, stay inside. There's a troll out there. Why didn't he just go out there and just disintegrate well, it or whatever? They told them to all go back to their rooms, their dorms. And what's yeah. funny is the Slytherins and the Hell Hufflepuffs dorm rooms are in the dungeon. Mm. That's one of the things I found. I thought um, Hufflepuff was in the kitchen, near the dungeons. Man, it sucks to be y'all. Yeah. We're in a nice little cozy tower. Right? Well, let's face it. The author had a big heart or must have sent really hardcore for Gryffindor because we got a lot of good shit out of it. I don't Mm -hmm. talk about her. We're not going to talk about her or anything about her. Um, As far as we know, Harry Potter created himself. Right, right, right. (laughs) Right. But let's face it, based on the movies... We were the popular ones. We got the good shit. And I, to me, opinionated, but I think the Ravenclaws got their own library. And even if they didn't, they should have. I think they did, because they were in the observatory tower, so I'm pretty sure they did. They have an observatory? They are in the observatory. Oh, but my Hufflepuff OC will always be there. I was always fascinated by how you get into these different houses or in the common rooms. Like the easiest one, which is remember a password is for the Gryffindor. Ravenclaws have to answer riddles. And if they get it wrong, they're locked out. Oh God. What if, what if it's a Ravenclaw that got the riddle wrong? Are they stuck? (laughs) Yes, they're stuck. Buddy, help me in. Can, can you help someone else in? I I think so, maybe. Okay. And like, <laughs> and Hufflepuffs, I think I remembered you have to like tap the barrels in certain areas. And if you get it wrong, vinegar gets dumped on you. That just sounds heinous. That would be evil. I just, oh I don't God. remember Slytherins. I'm going to have to look oh that my one up. God. Are but- you saying 
so why do I have expect like Slytherins? What I have expect Slytherins is like you have to say like a certain phrase from like one of their secret passages, and if not, you get bitten by a snake. <laughs> like I feel like theirs is either like the least or most hardcore. Oh, I would, yeah. So, I'm not very good at Simon Says, so if that's the way to get in a Hufflepuff dorms, she's always getting someone to help her in. And I'm okay. not, I'm not per se good at riddles, so I couldn't get into the Ravenclaw one either. I think the only one I physically myself could get into would be the Gryffindor. <laughs> yeah, it also, seems like Slytherin also needs passwords, so I don't know why... Ravenclaw and Hufflepuff get the complex shit, and we just gotta remember a password. I know why. Because, um, Hufflepuffs and Slytherins are in the same area, and then the other two are in the same area. You gotta have one easy way to get in so that the other people, if they can't get into their dorm, they can go to their friend's dorm. So I guess your Hufflepuff is gonna be staying in the Gryffindor area for a bit. It's complicated because in my TikTok for my OC, she hates the Gryffindors. Ugh. Well, not all the Gryffindors. It's um, her sister's a Gryffindor and her sister's a toxic manipulator. So she's actually more like afraid of the Gryffindors. But she was going to give everybody a chance except for her sister. <laughs> so she would give Cinder a chance. Well, Cinder slash Dodger because... Slash. Gender fluid. Yeah. She would give your OC a chance. But she'd be like, it's Gryffindor. Oh no. <laughs> oh, like, I've got some storylines planned with uh, Kay's uh, Professor Dane, who's the Gryffindor <laughs> aspect dude. And she's going to be like, no, I don't like this guy. Just reminds me of the lady that does McGonagall. Like, does her voice so well. I think it's just hilarious. I like the one where you she's riding her. down on the scooter. I don't know if I've seen that one. <laughs> I've seen that one, oh my god. Yeah, she's just like riding down the street on the scooter and she's waving her wand in the air and she's just shouting something. And somebody stitched it and they were like, oh yes, Professor McGonagall's at it again. And he's pretending to be like an adult Harry. He's like, Professor oh, McGonagall's at it again. I gotta go get her. I think it's, uh, There's a troll in the dungeon. Yes, it was. It was a troll in the dungeon. Oh, I don't understand how Harry, being a child, like 10 or 11, can do all these things these teachers who are seasoned magicians can't do. Uh, main With character syndrome. Yeah, main character syndrome. Also, spoiler alert for those that have not seen or read the books. You know, he's got a little bit of he who shall not be named in him as well. That doesn't mean he should be able to defeat he shall who not be named or whatever phrase you just said. <laughs> yeah. As, as much as flag as much flag as like it might get me, like the Harry Potter world is just nuts and doesn't make any sense. Like, I don't care how much lore anybody writes for it, 
if you just even if you just go by the books or like just movies or the books and the movies it's just full of wacko bonker shit <laughs> like stuff that makes no sense that's why there's fan fiction yeah if anything the fan fiction is more lore than the actual stories the fan fiction makes no. more sense okay um what's our next topic <laughs> wow that was a huge tangent <laughs> Well, uh, this is probably the last tangent because of our time. Um, whatever you're like, this is another one for like D and D stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, whenever you're like getting into a game and stuff like that, and it's like you know a face to face game, is it ever awkward to go to people's houses? Like I said, I've never been to anybody's house but my dad, so no. And I can roleplay a lot easier with my family who knows how I act than yeah, trying to roleplay with anybody. Like, I actually give my characters and my dad and brother an accent because it's not... I, they don't really care how much my accent's different. But with anybody else, I'm like, I don't know how to do this. <laughs> so I don't want to ruin their perceptions of me. Which is weird and a bad mindset to think, but... No, I get it. <laughs> Um, uh, for me, like, because I think I'm probably the one that's been, like, the most houses doing D&D stuff. When you're in a place that's just not comfortable, it can be really awkward. Like, one of my friends, God bless him, his wife had left him and we, like, started doing D&D at his house. Because there's nobody there to bitch us. <laughs> like, we can do whatever the hell we want there. Yeah, like a nice bachelor's pad. Uh, problem is, he had a nasty bachelor's pad. <laughs> that house was dirty. And, like, it was one of those things where, like, you know, we're in character, and it's just like, oh, you know, I think we're gonna go up uh, Old Creek's way, and I believe we're gonna make camp there, and past that, we're going to find the wizard. J- John, you got a rat. <laughs> like, it, it is one of those things where it's just like, Okay, what do we have to eat? He has no dishes to eat on. Gray. <laughs> and that made things super Where's awkward. Green stuff. Yeah, it made things like super <laughs> awkward. Like it wasn't I won't say it was disgusting, because we were there for like three or four months doing like two games a week. But like it was one of those things where it's like, if I have to stay the night here, I'm taking a shower. Um but, like, yeah, that's the only time that I ever find awkward or whenever, like, you're in someone's, like, busy house. And it's like, cool, I know your family doesn't really get this D&D stuff, so I'm just gonna, like, do me. Um, other than that, I really enjoy going to game stores and doing D&D games. A, it's always, like, spotless clean. B, it's always going to be like that kind of environment. Like the last one that I went to, the table behind us was like two 60 year old dudes playing a World War II game that was like planes on a battlefield. They're not going to judge us. <laughs> See, now I get that game stores are usually pretty good as like a neutral meeting ground. Um, mm. And I've only ever been to my friend's house, the one that got me into D&D. I mean, 
he lived there with like two of his roommates. Um, the first time, all three of them would play and everything. The second time, one of the roommates moved out. So another one came in and it was like, we're sitting there, we're playing, we're having fun. And then all of a sudden, my, because I'm friends with both of these guys. And then the third guy just comes out, which is the brother of one of them. And I'm just like, I don't like it. He's a stranger. Stranger danger. It's like I couldn't really feel comfortable to get out of my shell whenever it came to this game. Because I was like, there's always that guy in his room. And yeah, it was just so unnerving. Um, I didn't really mind playing at a game store, but the game store that I worked at, um, they had a D&D night every Wednesday. And let's face it, the whole place would be like packed with people. Not to mention yeah. the tables were like front and center. So people are still coming in and walking around the store. And you I, you just feel like you're an, an exhibit in a zoo or in a museum. It's like, oh, look at the people. Look at the nerds playing D&D. Yeah. Um, that is like one of the things with like doing D&D in like a, a game store that's popular. Of course, I go to my local town, which has some middle of nowhere bits. Like my, like the game store that like we've been using, it's behind one of those places that sells, that sells like old military gear, like an old army, old army surplus store. So like it's two parking lots away from like the highway and you just don't see it. Like, you can see the sign, and it says Sci-Fi City. Other than that, you don't know it's there. Um, I've never like, been to a game store like that. Like, none of the game stores in my city actually do that. I really wish they would, but that probably means we don't have a high enough um, demand for D&D in the city. It's like one of my friends, he's like... I've gotten him like decently into D and D, where he like he plays in a game that I run, and like we were talking about like game stores and stuff, and he's like, "There's game stores," and we're like, "Yeah," and he was like, "Not in my area." <laughs> we're like, "What do you mean, like not in your area?" He's like, "Well, you know, Detroit. <laughs> Detroit doesn't have those." Yeah, the only game stores we have are the video game stores. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, it is still kind of getting up in popularity on the rise. Like, everywhere I go, there is some form of D&D &D merchandise. Like, I go to Barnes & Noble for books. Boom. D&D &D books, dice, cards, and everything. I go to a place called Movie Trading Company to go and find video games or movies. Boom. A whole section for D&D. &D. And... Say I go to a comic book store, boom, half of it is D&D &D section. And even in Target and, and Walmart, there are some forms of dice or minifigures. It's, it's steadily getting popular, so we'll start seeing more of that merchandise going around. Okay, um, let's do our final question, which we look forward to every time. So if your signature character, I'm going to say was a dish. I'm not specifying like dessert or savior or whatever was a dish. 
what would they be? And we're going to start, we're going to give each other a little bit of time, but we're going to start with winter. Or do you want to go first, Blue? I want to go first. Okay, Blue. Uh, farmer's breakfast, because everything's in it, and she eats a lot. <laughs> she's a titan! She needs so much food! <laughs> so she's a Golden Corral breakfast buffet, basically. Yes! Like, whenever she goes out to eat at a restaurant, it has to be an all-you-can-eat buffet. But does that, that, does that represent her, though? I don't know, but that's the first thing that came to mind. <laughs> well, then go with it. Go with that. Energy. Yum! <laughs> that would represent her hunger, I guess. Um, I think I'm gonna go with a different character besides Vary, because let's face it, Vary would be just a jalapeno. <laughs> just a jalapeno? Just one singular jalapeno. But I think Poseidon would be more of a surf and turf without the surf. So like Red Lobster? Oh, you might not know he what that is. probably it's would not like Red Lobster because fish. Okay, so He's like, you are eating fish? my friend. He will be that guy outside of the restaurant just picketing big signs that say Don't eat fish. fish killer probably create his own restaurant that serves everything but fish. <laughs> okay. So Phoebe probably wouldn't eat fish then. Okay. Or that's her guilty pleasure. <laughs> so I don't know. That would be terrible. Oh, it's fine. I'll eat the dumb ones. <laughs> you eat the dumb ones that got caught. Because the smart ones would stay low enough to stay out of the nets. <laughs> oh, Lord. <sighs> so, yeah, basically, he would be a Chick-fil-A. Just for the food part. Just for the food part. Chicken. He, all, all chicken, maybe, maybe combine it with, uh, what is it, a Burger King, but no fish whatsoever. And my character over here eats, like... Eggs and bacon and sausage and grits and oatmeal and <laughs> and just sneaks in like popcorn chicken every or not popcorn chicken a uh, popcorn shrimp every now and then. <laughs> it's just like you can't add this beside because I know you. <laughs> what are you eating? Nothing. Just something you don't. Well, the only thing he doesn't like is fish. I can't say that. I gotta be careful. <laughs> it's spicy. You don't like spicy. It's all mine. Uh, he'll just be asking Phoebe one day. He's like, yeah, um. I was training. I was taking care of this little batch of shrimp the other day. I don't know where they went, though. I have no idea either. Where, Crunch? Okay, yeah. Winter. Uh, what would your character you know, be? for Ronnie, Ronnie Fairchild, and I feel like his is like a Creole spread. Like one of those that is just like in a giant pot that's just poured onto a table with like mm -hmm. a whole side that is just like pars on like mashed potatoes and that be like mm -hmm. most of it because like there's enough cursed there for it to be not as delectable to other people. But it's also got like enough flavor there that people really like it. And there's just a bunch of stuff just mm -hmm. thrown in there at random. 
Does he cook this on his horse grill? Probably. Probably. (laughs) See, Phoebe's willing to try anything. Because she's just a foodie. (laughs) She's willing to try anything. And she just... The only time she won't eat fish, I'm guessing, or any kind of seafood, is in front of Poseidon. (laughs) Yeah, mood. I don't know if it'll be a guilty pleasure, but she does eat it when he's not looking. (laughs) Alright, folks. And we have reached the Mm -hmm. end. I still can't, I still can't, just, I can't not think of just, like, I was looking after this little, like, this little group of shrimp, and I don't know where they went. Oh, weird crunch. <laughs> just to its face. One of them had a bow tie on it. <laughs> Curse. Oh. Okay. All right, folks. We are out of time. We have reached the end of episode one of the Dragon Hotline. Don't worry, it won't be as chaotic as this one was. It'll probably be a bit more... Don't know the term for it. Be going a lot smoother throughout the rest of these episodes. Um, but anyways, what to come? What's to come? Just more of this. Just us, just chatting, shooting the breeze. Um, probably get a couple of guests later on down the line. Um, but yeah, this is. Yeah, we'll, we'll eventually become not novice podcasters. Novice, yes, we'll see where we get from there. But thank you for joining us today. We hope you had a wonderful time. Don't forget your doggy bag on the way out. And again, this is the Dragon Hotline. I am one of your hosts, Veritas Dark Cry. I am also the god of the sea whose girlfriend has been eating the shrimp from the ocean. No one needs to know. Everyone knows. No one needs to know. How would they know? Did you put it on a podcast? How dare you? I'm just a dude. (sighs) (sighs) No one else is going to do an outro? (laughs) I don't know how to do an outro. You just say bye. My name is such and such. Bye! My name, my name is Blue, and I guess I would be considered Phoebe, the, the moon goddess. Girlfriend of the fish picketer. Cursed. This has been winter. You're forever DM and just a dude. <laughs>